Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I am the big mean Matt Golden. This week we are talking about a bunch of new number ones that came out only within the past week or two. Fuck yeah we are. A bunch of comics just restarted from ground zero and I bought a bunch of them and we're going to talk about that shit. Yeah, Marvel's doing their refresh line, drawing number one for a bunch of classic heroes or classic teams. And then DC put out one big new number one recently too. So, spoilers, we'll say the title beforehand, but if you don't want to get spoiled, just turn it off or fast forward. Okay, uh, we're going to start off with one that got launched a couple weeks ago, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, Tom Hesse Coates is continuing Black Panther, as he did on his previous run. Uh, the art on this is by Daniel Kuna, who I've been a big fan of. Uh, he did some stuff on an Avengers book I thought was really great, too. I don't know how you felt, but for Coates' original Black Panther run, I thought... It started off real strong for me, and then it kind of faded. Um, but I was happy to see it give itself a new number one, because I was kind of tired of where the old story was taking us. What do you think of the book? Uh, the first one, it is basically intergalactic Black Panther, and it's fucking dope. It was one of the favorite ones that I that I read uh, just recently, and I really, really enjoyed it. It's like a space prison Black Panther. Which is weird. It's it's weird to say that. This is where you and I differ. I've never been a big fan of the intergalactic Wakandan Empire storyline. I'd rather have him back on Earth. Although, at some point, every Marvel hero needs to go out in space. It's just a rite of passage sure. in the books. Uh, I did think, though, Coach's writing has improved. The action scenes were really great, I thought. The dialogue was a lot faster and snappier, which I appreciated. And the art like by Daniel Kuna was fantastic. I don't appreciate anything fast or snappy or witty ever. You just want stuff written like it's like 15th century English literature. Absolutely. And I want to be able to predict literally everything that happens. Then you chose the wrong genre. God damn it. (laughs) Why are we reviewing comic books and not Shakespeare? So for this one, is this going to stay on your pull list? No, actually it's not. I will get the second issue of it, but I don't know how long I'm going to read it. I might read the first uh, the first run, I might get the first five, but it's not like when the second one comes out, if I'm buying a bunch of stuff that week, I'm not going to grab this one. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. But that being said, uh, it's not immediately being added to my pull list, but I reserve the right to change that in the future. Yeah, it's I'll read this digitally. I'm not going to buy the trades or the single issues. I do think it's improvement on where the last run ended. I'm more interested in this Captain America book, to be honest. You know, I have never read Black Panther in the past, so I have known nothing of this intergalactic Wakandan bullshit that you that you speak of. But the art from Daniel Acuna is fucking great, and it lends so much to the story that I just can't help but at least want to pick up two or three more of these. So I'm definitely going to read a couple more. But like I said... If I'm spending a lot of money that week, I will definitely set it back down on the shelves and pick it up later. So for someone that was unfamiliar with Coates' previous run, do you think this is a good jumping on point for new readers for Black Panther? Uh, if you want, if you liked the movie, I would say no. Honestly, like it, it's not, it does not tie in like whatsoever no, at no. all. Uh, and you're just kind of, kind of be lost. But if you can go with the flow, if you're a comic book reader, 
why not pick it up? Um, but again, if you, if you want something that's like the movies, don't start here. It's not a good spot for you. Talk about Dr. Strange. Spoiler alert. Dr. Strange by Mark Wade, art by Jesus Saiz. So this book was frustrating the whole time. It's got like a, like a narrator the whole time. It's Dr. Strange narrating, but it's the whole book. Yeah, I thought it started out strong. I loved the opening bit with Strange being captured by these creatures. I thought Hizusei's artwork was the best in those first few pages with Doctor Strange battling these strange, yeah. gray, wrinkled creatures with tentacles that had Doctor Strange trapped. Well, it's a frame of Doctor Strange back on Earth, just like on a city suburb. It looks like a fucking photograph. It's incredible. It's really, really great art. Which, oddly enough, I think, in my opinion, I thought the art kind of got worse as the book went on. Uh, it I didn't did. think the faces were great. Uh, Tony Stark shows up in it. And that's really the problem when you have Doctor Strange and Tony Stark on the same page showing only their faces because they look very similar. Yeah, it looks like the same fucking guy. You don't really... Like, you know who's talking. Yeah. But it's confusing. It's convoluted. So why didn't you like this issue? Everything that happened in it was annoying. It was not fun. It wasn't fast-paced. It was Doctor Strange losing his powers, which is the least cool thing that Doctor Strange can fucking do. Lose his goddamn powers. I want to see his powers on full display. I want to see him do something cool as shit. I don't want to see him have to struggle to get back to where he is in the first issue. He doesn't tie me in. It doesn't grab me. He gets captured by some aliens at the end of the thing. Yeah, Doctor Strange goes whatever. into space, which is fun because we were just talking about how Black Panther being in space. And now Doctor Strange goes on a space adventure. Yeah, I, which I, I wasn't a fan of personally. I'd no, rather. I wasn't either. Yeah. Why does this need to happen? Yeah, it's like Doctor Strange in space would be fine with me if it's like a Justice League save the world type mission, but I feel like he works best when he's on Earth near Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, for and I'm with you. Mark Wade stuff is real uneven for me. He's written some great stuff and stuff that just I haven't been a fan of at all. He writes a solid Captain America. He writes a solid Captain America. I wasn't a fan of his Champions book. But I liked his short Avengers run. It wasn't the best stuff, but it was still entertaining every issue. Yeah, I basically feel like it's just a next for me, bro. Like, not on my pull list, not on my radar. If it gets great critical reviews, I'm going to wait 15, 20 issues before I even start reading it because it, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm rather with you. This first issue did nothing for me at all. And I don't know where it's going to go. And frankly, I really don't care that much for new readers or anyone interested in Doctor Strange. For a newer book, I'd recommend picking up Jason Aaron and Chris Bacalo's run on Doctor Strange. Uh, I thought that was a much or better Or just go with something else by Jason Aaron and pick up the new Avengers. It's not bad. Um, so the cover is also super misleading. It's got this like lioness type alien thing that you don't ever see. And it's frustrating. I'm like, oh, this one looks cool. It's going to be outer space. It's going to be badass. And then nothing fucking happens. It's just a, a big setup and it infuriates me. So you also picked up the new Deadpool number one. Jerry Duggan has written Deadpool for a long time. I want to say it's been like six, seven years, if not more at this point. It's been for fucking ever that yeah. he's been writing the main story. And it is and finally his, switched yeah, over. The Despicable Deadpool series came to an end. And now it's relaunched Deadpool number one with Scotty Young doing the writing, not the art. Uh, and there's two artists on this issue. I really enjoyed the first issue. The first artist, Nick Klein, although Hepburn wasn't bad either. Yeah, I thought the art in this book was really cool, especially the opening sequence of the movie theater. The lighting, the art, not the art, but the uh, the color, fantastic. Yeah, 
The color really, was great in this book too. Really nailed it. But yeah, the the writing was solid. It wasn't fantastic. It was funny, but it wasn't too funny. I've always been a big fan of Scotty Young's writing. It he does absurd so well. I'm interested to see if he can balance the more like tragic elements of Wade's life. I like the inclusion of Negasonic Teenage Warhead as basically too. being his not his assistant, but basically the person that sends him on his hits and his kills and organizes all that stuff. Yeah, which is a great change up. I liked it. Her character's definitely been redesigned to look just like the character in the Deadpool films, which I'm okay with too. Yeah, no problem. But even there. the costume looks similar, but I thought that was fine. But I love the cover for this issue too. I thought it was okay, honestly. Like I wanted more from the first cover for Deadpool One for from Scotty Young here. Like you just see some like pieces of equipment. You see Iron Man's helmet, you see Captain America's shield, Hulk's pants, like Thor's hammer. It's okay, but it's not that great. Like there's nothing in the background, it's a white background. It's kind of boring for a number fucking one, especially the next book we're going to talk about has one of the coolest covers I've ever fucking seen. I love it so much, Um, but the cover's fine. The cover's okay, Uh, but the writing is is what drew me in in and is going to uh, let me uh, pick up the next several issues without question. Yeah. The day they come out. This is one for me that is definitely a must buy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, even though I love Jerry Duggan's run, I'm excited to see Deadpool uh, go in a different direction with someone who I think is a very competent writer. Like you said, the emotional stuff, and you want to see that. I don't necessarily care about Deadpool's softer side. Like, let's just see the funny, brash <sighs> stuff with a little emotion sprinkled in here and there. I don't need a 17-issue arc about why Deadpool's sad. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't I, care. For like family stuff, I'm not a huge fan on, but like, yeah. I'd like to say some relationship. If they brought back Vanessa from the comics, who's one of his real love interests back in the way to Deadpool, I thought that would be neat. And with the movies going on, they might at some point. But. Yeah, I could see something like that. And I'd be fine with a love interest, but I don't need a kid and a love interest. Mm-hmm. And did I kill my parents? Like, were my yeah. parents awful people? I've always enjoyed Deadpool, much. like, when. He's striving for more and striving to be accepted by the superhero community, but he just screws things up and they just get yep. annoyed with him or can't stand him. Like that's that's the Deadpool I love to read. Same. Those are my favorite issues, the ones where he's just pissing people off and they're like so fucking frustrated mm-hmm. with him. I love it. It's great. So is it safe to say that this next number one was your favorite out of the new batch? And it's not even fucking close. Uh coming up in my number one spot out of all these new uh, relaunches, and I honestly don't think anything that's going to come out from Marvel or DC's relaunches are going to come anywhere close to this one. But the Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing, holy shit, so good with art by Joe Bennett on the book too. Yeah, if Joe Bennett did the cover to this, fucking hats off. There were several variants that came out that looked cool. I wanted the original because it looks even more badass. The cover for this is cool. It's basically the Hulk busting out of a grave since Bruce Banner's been dead in the Marvel Universe for a long time. I thought it was a fantastic cover. It's and, a cool concept, too. Yeah, and I love the book. It starts out, uh, as you see, a lot of Bruce Banner stories begin with Bruce trying to be incognito because the Hulk is usually always wanted by someone. And in this case, Banner is not ready to let the world know that he's back. And alive, yeah. yeah. He just happens to walk into a convenience store that's being robbed by a Sort of a patsy type of a guy who's yeah. in debt to a uh, biker gang. But what we don't, what you expect is for the Hulk to step in and, and stop the crime before it happens. This has an excellent twist 
where not as much as what, but it's basically people die. Like I think it's two people get shot and killed in the storm. Maybe it's just one. It's it is a twelve year old girl. Okay. It is the store clerk, and Bruce Banner is shot and killed as well. Yeah. And then we see, uh, we don't cut the banner right away because we cut to a little bit of the aftermath of, we see a report of the girl being killed. And then it cuts to a morgue and you see a hand uh, fall out of the slab where the dead body is and it turns green. So here's the cool thing about this book is it's kind of a horror book. Yeah. And this is the Hulk, at least this version of the Hulk. He's articulate. He can talk. But there definitely seems to be that rage and anger behind He's him. He's mad as fuck tell me like am i wrong do you think that this is like a horror comic to a degree uh it's definitely got a a degree to it because there's also that it's bruce again wrestling with that question which i love when he does is whether he's a good man or not and you see the hulk looking back in a mirror with a devilish grin on his face that doesn't paint him as anything but innocent or anything that is innocent not only that but out of the the five books that we're reviewing today there's like a Two and they're back to back. Two two page spreads of the Hulk, and they're fucking incredible. Yeah, you rarely see back to back splash pages in comics because they lose their effect. But I think it worked out really well. You see a wider shot of the Hulk standing in front of the man who shot and killed the two people, and then it cuts to a close up of him. And it's a really powerful effect. But I really, I thought it was great. Yeah, and I I honestly think that this should be this tactic should be employed more in comics. Obviously, it shouldn't be an every issue kind of a thing, but to have two pages of just absolutely, two pages of absolutely phenomenal work, back to back, and it just gives off this incredible vibe, and it an incredibly serious nature. And it's a writer shows that Ewing trust, uh, Bennett as well, because yeah. a lot of writers tend to be wordy, especially in Ewing putting it for a while. But a lot of writers tend to want to take up as much dialogue on the page as possible to tell their story. We're going to talk and, about one of those next. And Ewing lets Bennett uh, really push the story forward with just two giant pages with no dialogue. Okay, so now that we've talked about the Hulk and we've sucked its wiener a little bit, this one's called the Immortal Hulk. It's not the Incredible Hulk. Which I thought was interesting for you because you've never been the biggest Hulk fan, but you really like this issue. Yeah, I'm not a huge Hulk fan at all. Like, there's a few Hulk things that I enjoy. But for the most part, I'm not a, a big Hulk guy. I don't like Hulk in the movies. I don't like a ton of Hulk comics. There's some that are really great, of course. But this one really captured me. It was great. Fantastic. 10 out of 10 would buy again. So, Alex, let's say we're going to restart the Hulk series. <sighs> I've got some concepts for you here. Okay. They changed it from the Incredible Hulk to the Immortal Hulk, right? So... I want to give him some new adjectives, and I want you to tell me what that comic book would be like. Do you think you can handle it? I don't know if I can. I might just have to just throw in the towel and just just go home. We're already at your home, so... Uh, I didn't say it would be a challenge. <laughs> I feel bad. Okay, here you go. So I'll start off with an, evil, or an easy one. So new Hulk concept. This one is called the Immoral Hulk. Tell me about it. The Immoral Hulk is a book... About a down as luck Bruce Banner, who can only get one job, and that's working at a strip club. As a bouncer, I was saying on stage, <laughs> because it'd be a great way for him to try and contain his rage. Because if anyone gets too handsy with him and makes him mad, then they're probably going to die. I love it. It's great. Um, so is he at a male strip club or? 
Well, no? he's a male, so yeah, he, he's oh, at a yeah. male strip so club. This is all dudes all the time. But I kind of wonder if he could get, like, use the same material where his purple pants never tear for a Speedo. That would never tear either. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, I love it already. Okay. Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky should work on that after sex criminals. The Immoral Hulk. I love it. He's just a fucking pervert. I dig it. Okay. You see uh, a guy trying to get by, okay? <laughs> don't judge people in adult, the adult entertainment industry like that. Is he just trying to pay for med school? He might be. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he's a doctor already, so I don't know why he's going back. Oh, that's his origin, dude. That's how he becomes a uh, doctor. After they do it. Yeah. <laughs> Is he's the if immoral. they ever do a relaunch. He's the immoral hope yeah. first before he becomes incredible. You don't want to know the things mm-hmm. he did for money before. All right. This next one should be should be also fairly easy. Uh, <laughs> the inebriated Hulk. Uh, the inebriated Hulk. That one I'm going to go is actually stars Red Hulk. And he's out of luck because everyone forgets about him when it comes to their Hulks. Everyone's more about Bruce Banner Hulk. We've seen a lot of Amadeus Cho's Hulk. We've seen She-Hulk's been big. She's a lawyer. He's just a disgraced general that's been kicked out of the army. So he's got nothing left to do but drink. His daughter's dead. So he's the inebriated Hulk. That's depressing And he turns red and we drink all anyways. You get red face. So it's just natural. That makes sense. Yeah. Well... I I think that I'm I'm definitely more inclined to watch if there's a movie based on these two, I'm definitely watching the Immoral Hulk first. It's like a magic mic gone wrong. Okay, next on the table, uh, I've got two more of these for you. So, the Inconsolable Hulk. Uh, the Inconsolable Hulk is starring She Hulk this time. <laughs> okay, and she's she's moved away from law practice to be a law professor. At a prestigious university, and then she learns that every single one of her students failed the bar exam because she kept jumping into action to save lives instead of teaching <laughs> class. And every she gets day. fired and loses her tenured position, and she's just inconsolable at that point. How many issues does this run last? Uh, that is a 232 issue series, <laughs> and I bought every last one of them at four dollars a piece. It comes out twice a month. <laughs> oh my god! And it's eight dollars an issue. What happens in the like the sixth story arc? Uh, the sixth story arc, she's been chased out of the country. She's lost uh, the ability to practice law, so she's in <laughs> Cambodia practicing law on the table uh, for for desperate villagers who are desperately need her help, trying to get their hands on the legal system that they don't know how to navigate. While she's trying to learn how law works in Cambodia and the differences between that and the law she practiced here in the states, I'm guessing it goes bad. No, actually, it goes really well. <laughs> The rest of this series is set in Cambodia. She actually becomes president of Cambodia. I love it. And she's, I'm sure, sad for some reason afterwards. Yes, because she realizes that she can't be president forever. It's a limited term. But then she realizes that being a dictator is what she wanted in her heart, which really upsets her that she had that evil darkness inside her. Uh, Every arc ends with her crying, basically. The the inconsolable She-Hulk coming to a uh, comic book shop near you. And to be fair... It's just She-Hulk because I feel like she's got a lot of adversity that she, that the other Hulks don't have. I think it's uh, she has a real job. Unlike I think the other it's Hulks. sexist that you made the sad one a woman. Like I think I'm that pretty that's... sure I'll also do all every arc has to do with her being a lawyer. You know the other uh, Hulks are lawyers. <laughs> that's true. It could also work with Matt Murdock too if you want to do that. <laughs> the inconsolable Daredevil. It doesn't sound nearly mm-hmm. as good. Okay, or the Man Without Happiness Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, we have the Incontinent Hulk. Well, (laughs) 
Sadly, that's back to Red Hulk again, because he's the oldest out of all the Hulks. He doesn't know who to talk about his problem. And he tries hulking up to fix it. It only makes it worse. He can't go to the other Hulks about this, because they would understand. Again, his daughter's dead, so he's got no family to talk to you about it. I would like a 45-year-old incontinent Hulk played definitely by Mark Ruffalo. This would be just a (laughs) one-shot. And it doesn't end well for anyone. <laughs> Basically, whenever he finally is able to solve this Incontinent's problem, it ends up destroying a town. <laughs> why not? Like, why doesn't it go through the entire Earth? Because he solves a problem. <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who don't know what incontinence is, um, Google definitely it. Google it. Definitely Google it. Uh, and you should remember to like and subscribe. <laughs> Give us a five-star review. (laughs) All right, so that does it for our Marvel wrap-up. There was a DC number one that came out this week as well. Yeah, it's a a pretty big DC number one. uh, Yeah, it's kind of big, I guess. And the team behind it. It is Justice League, but fucking number one, with my boy Scott Snyder and Jim Chang with the art there. Alex, what do you think of Justice League number one? Uh, I liked it. I didn't think it was amazing. It felt more of like a launching point to me than an actual uh, story in itself. Did it ever. And it kind of reminds me of Scott Snyder's recent work with metal. Like it's a bunch of buildup and not a bunch of payoff. Yeah. I mean, you've we've talked about where you are before and Snyder can be one of the times. And if you want to take your time with the book, you definitely get your money's worth as far as dialogue uh, with it. But as far as like the, even the heroes had most of the pages in this book, none of them, aside from John John and Martian Manhunter, none of them really stood out to me in this first issue. John John uh, Kennedy? Yeah. <laughs> John John Kennedy, the superhero. Making his Justice comic book de- debut. <laughs> <laughs> the bowl to include him in the Justice League team for number one. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Sorry. Lost my track here. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great. Do you. What you, uh, what I liked about it is that for fans of the Just League t- uh, TV series, it's basically that original team. It's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Hot Girl, John Stewart, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, and then they throw in Cyborg as well. And the Flash. Yeah, and the Flash. Uh, but I think it's Barry Allen and not Wally West, even though the show was Wally West. I think this team's going to split up very soon. There's a Justice League Dark and Justice League Odyssey also coming out. So... I hope it's a jumping off point and I hope that the whole series isn't like this. Now there were some awesome moments in the series. Basically we see just league is fighting these creatures that have come from earth. The earth is being fractured thanks to Fangle Savage and they stop them. John John's idea basically gets them. It's kind of a throwaway, but the earth is literally falling apart, but swamp thing is able to bind it together, which we don't see, which would have been awesome to see. Yeah. That'd have been Uh, some sweet ass art. Um, but we will have some Swamp Thing soon, and I think Greg Capullo is a part of it, which makes me extremely happy. At least he's doing some covers anyhow. But basically, uh, Vandal Savage is really stopped by Lex Luthor, who comes in, who's been a hero uh, in Rebirth for a while, so it's interesting to see him take this villain role in his more classic costume. Yeah, we've got some Doom coming up. Yeah. Some Legion of Doom, and it, it's exciting. Yeah, basically, these people uh, will offer to pledge their loyalty to Lex, and instead he kills them, and introduces the Legion of Doom. Yeah. which they show up on an awesome page. 
which is the Joker, Black Manta, Manta. Uh, Cheetah as well, I believe, yep. on the team. And there was some other person. I don't remember. I think it was Gorilla Grodd uh, as well. That's correct. Yeah, it was Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. So, and that, again, too, falls more in line with Just League Limited series. Or not limited, but Just League TV series. This also follows up the No Justice uh, miniseries, the four-issue arc from Scott Snyder. Um, that was solid, not great. Um, but so far, his run on this whole Justice, No Justice thing has been a a big lead-in to something big, hopefully. And if you're familiar with his other work in DC, not all of it, but like when he takes over a big book, he tends to plant seeds to tell long-form storytelling. Yeah. Uh, which he planted seeds for metal even during his original Batman run with oh, the yeah. Blue uh, And I mean, you saw with like the last arcs in the Batman run, there were seeds planted throughout earlier stories as well, too. Oh, definitely. I think it's it's going to be a big payoff in the end. I'm definitely going to pick up issue number two when it comes out. This is one of those I'm super excited about. I don't know what's going to happen. It could suck. I know a lot of comic book writers fall off the fucking wagon and kind of can't get their shit together. And for Scott Snyder, he's had metal and justice league and Batman for so long that if he had a big falling off, I wouldn't be surprised. And I couldn't really blame the dude, but I don't think I personally think that's going to happen. I mean, I'm going to pick this up as well and read the series as long as he's writing it, especially because I don't know. Priest and other writers took it over, but I hated Brian Hitch's run on justice league for rebirth. So I'm kind of glad that they're, uh, it's starting over again. I, I like Christopher Priest's run on the book. But I'm I'm really curious to see what Steiner can do, and like we talked about, uh, I do think this I do think there will be a payoff in the series. So that, that's what I'm hoping for. There definitely will be a payoff. It, I just hope I don't have to wait till issue 15 to get it. I, I do enjoy that he addressed March Manhunter's absence because he has oh yeah been far too long. Felt like he's been sidelined in the comics for the past few years. So I'm glad that he's basically been he's front and center in this first issue. Yeah, yeah. Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite DC heroes, so it's cool to have him back. So, where would you rank the five books that we talked about today? Uh, in order from worst to best, um, I actually had a, an order earlier, and I'm totally going to fuck it up now. Um, so, number one is The Immortal Hulk. Number two, I'm going to put Deadpool. Uh, number three, Justice League. Uh, number four, Black Panther. And number five, in the shittiest, Doctor Strange. I think mine's the exact image here. Uh, five, Doctor Strange. Four, Black Panther. Three, uh, Deadpool. Uh, one, two Justice League and one Hulk. Okay, so we just had Deadpool and Justice League yeah. swapped. So That's not bad. And I mean, really, Dark Ranger only one that is for me. I feel like is a don't buy. Uh, Black Panther, I'll read digitally, and the other three I'll pick up in paperback. Hell yeah! Uh, I'm gonna be picking up those other three on a weekly basis for the time being. Uh, if I was gonna drop off one, it would definitely be my number three Justice League. If I don't get a payoff by around issue three or so, honestly. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode of Hedgeman of Comics. Next week, we'll be talking about Cloak and Dagger, the TV series on Freeform. As always, you can email us at hedgemanofcomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, download every podcast that you can get your hands on by us or anybody, really. Just go download every podcast ever. It's quite undertaking that you're saying. <laughs> yes. Well, I appreciate that'll be a good use of everyone's time. For the Hinchman of Comics, I'm Alex Ashback. I'm the Incontinent Hulk. Hinchman ain't easy.